Greetings and welcome to the first edition of One for the Road for the year 2011-2012. I'm Randy Schlichting, your host, joined in studios always by Bob Carter, my co-host. We're going to be talking today about how to make a phone call. It doesn't seem like we would devote a whole podcast to that, but your task, should you choose to accept it, is to actually call and talk with parishioners this year, members of Perimeter Church and find out how they're doing. You'll be calling them in the evening and maybe even during the day to help us figure out where we go and how we do it and how we make it work. We've invited Carl Wilhelm and Herschel Hatcher into the studio with us, both seasoned veterans at making calls, connecting with people pastorally, making them feel warm and loved and cared for. So we're excited to listen to what they might have to say as they have ministered to their people. Listen in now as we join One for the Road. We're here today to talk about uh, care calling, and have you all been you all have been hearing something about that? And as we begin the process of calling our members, uh, we we did want to get with these guys today and just kind of give an overview of care calling and uh, what what uh, we'd like to see with it, and also some of the some of the challenges that we may encounter with it, but. Uh, uh, just kind of a big picture, thirty thousand foot view of care calling. So, Herschel or or Carl, Carl, either one. Just kind of uh, what what would you say would be the heart of care calling? What is it that you know, we're we're trying to accomplish through that? Well, I I feel like we're expressing um, our concern for them as members, and we're that we do. I think care calling is a good way to uh, describe it because we're showing that we do care about them and. Uh, genuinely are interested in what's going on in their lives and uh, what kinds of issues they're having and how we can pray for them and how we might be able to minister to them and so I, I feel like we've had good response to it from the people that we have called but they they're uh, seem to be uh, gratified that the church is really interested in what's going on with them so I, I really feel like it's a, a good situation and picking up uh, from that um, I have been amazed at how unique the program is as compared to other churches. Uh, membership is has meaning here at Perimeter and the fact that a person is a member brings with it some pretty significant contribution towards the the life of the of, of the member and other churches don't do it. And really what we're trying to do is is let people know that when you join Perimeter Church, you are special, and we want you to know that and to feel it. What's your sense? Um, you know, there's two there's two sides to this. Obviously, there's the the person who gets the call, and there's the person who makes the call. I like I put things in simple terms here. In terms of your elders, what have you experienced as even as you talk to them? We're just kicking off this program just last month, so I know some of you guys who are listening to this haven't even made a call yet, so you're wondering what does that look like, and some of you have. But for you guys, as you're talking to your elders about making a care call, is there a certain uh, profile of elder who says, yeah, man, give me that, I'm really good, I'm going to make a bunch of those calls, and that's great, and others who will struggle with this, and maybe can you speak to that issue, the ones who will will struggle with it and and how do we help them kind of walk through that and maybe see the see the glory so to speak in making a care call that was an issue that came up uh, at our last officers dinner i described it very much like evangelism 
we all have a responsibility to share our faith and to expand the kingdom of God. But there are some who are especially gifted, gifted evangelists, and their productivity in that field is so much more than mine because my giftedness is not there. And I expect the same thing is going to be seen when the care calling is passed to our elders. There will be some who will be so good at it and they'll enjoy it. The Making a, a new acquaintance will make their day. And then there'll be others who will grit their teeth and say, you know, I really have to do this because that's what's expected of me and because it's part of my calling. And uh, they won't enjoy it nearly as much, but they'll probably be blessed even more. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good point. Um, because, as you said, not everybody's going to have the same uh, gift of gab or something like that that other people do. And for some people, it'll be just a natural thing. And for some people, it'll be something they probably really need to uh, pray about, God giving them the, the strength to, to do it and giving them the words to say and, and uh, helping them catch the people at home and that kind of thing. So One of the things I'm, I'm doing is encouraging the guys to, to really send an, out an email first and just to mm-hmm. say... It's my privilege to pray for you, and I, and also I just want to I want to give you a call. And so when when they do call, the person is not like blindsided by it, because quite frankly, sometimes when somebody gets a call from somebody who's like a stranger to them in the church, the, their first thought is, "What do you want from me? You know, <laughs> what do you want me to volunteer for? What do you need from me?" And, and so that's why I think it's just helpful to kind of you know set the stage by by uh, sending out an email. That's one thing I'm suggesting. That's great. Let's talk through that, maybe not getting too technical about it, but so Bob, you'd say an email is okay, a guy who's listening who's saying, okay, if I got the email, I can send an email, and maybe I want to make sure the wording of that is, you know, soft, so to speak, not kind of, right. you know, dear, dear member, you know. Right. In, in accordance with the bylaws, I must right. call you, that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. But warm, warm that up a little bit. Uh, I'm assuming a text would not be appropriate, but but a, a voicemail calling them on their cell phone or their home. Where, where would you guys suggest guys start? Home phone first, cell phone first, uh, be, beyond the, the the email idea. I think it, that would depend on to what degree they know the person. If it's someone that they're really close friends with, um, they could go right ahead and call them on the cell phone. Otherwise, if it's someone they don't know, I would recommend that they call the home phone. If there is a home phone, a lot of people have gotten away from even having a home phone. But I, I like Bob's idea about emailing them first so that they'll be prepared for that. And, and even asking them perhaps uh, in the email, when would be a good time to call you? Because our experience has been that you don't catch a lot of people at home during the day. Uh, so, and a lot of our guys wouldn't be making the calls, then they'd probably be making them in the evening. But some people might prefer if you call them in, in, during the day. So it um, probably be a good idea to ask them when it would be convenient. And you'd say basically in saying something of why you're calling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that I'm going to be calling you. And like I said, something like it's my privilege to pray for you. And, and uh, you know, as an elder here in the church, want to discern what maybe some of the needs you might have, the things I could pray for you about or something like that. Okay. And I will be calling you. So, and again, just the whole issue that when you when you do call, they're not like, who are you? You know? Yeah. Okay. Carl, you want to talk a bit about, you get the person on the phone, your thoughts on 
yeah, what do you ask? And maybe also if you guys can kind of chip in, with what what don't you ask? What what are some, you know? Are you tithing? <laughs> are you yeah, tithing? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's probably not a good question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> but what what would you say you should ask? What would be two or three things you say to make sure you you want to be asking and leading down, and, and maybe some things to not ask. For me, the purpose of the call is to try and sample whether the individual is growing spiritually and whether perimeter is effective in assisting in that spiritual growth. So my questions would be framed around, um, are you attending regularly? Do you, does the, the church minister to you? Is the, um, is your involvement and connection to you, to the church deepening your walk with the Lord? Uh, questions uh, along those lines is where, where I would go. Okay. And another thing that uh, we try to find out is where, they're, where they feel like their most meaningful connection to the church is. Is it through a discipleship team or is it through a, a ministry of the church or um, some other area where they might be connected with, with the church? We're kind of feeling that people who just come to worship and nothing else, then their their connection is not going to be as strong to the church, and they're and they're not going to experience what Carl's talking about. Also, asking them if there's something that we could be praying for them about, yes. because everybody's got some concerns in their lives, and uh, so we really want to check and see how they're doing, and is there anything we can pray for them? I think on one level, you know, obviously we want the spirit to be working in the context of the phone call to. But Bob, where where is that that sense of discernment? Maybe not that we can teach a guy that, but where the where the guy on the other end of the phone says, "Yeah, I've got a fifteen year old daughter. Um, she's struggling a bit in school." Now, now, what would you say to a guy if the if the guy on the other end said, "Yeah, my daughter's struggling a bit in school." Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think that. Uh what you, you know, I, I think typically if someone were to say something to me about that, um, what I'm going to typically ask them is, are there specific things I could be praying for you about that regarding that? Because I, you know, how far you want to drill down on that, and again, you know, some people may say, you know, don't, don't, go, don't go too far here. And so, uh, I think a, a natural question is to just say specifically, how could I pray for you about that? I, I think that that may launch you into further discussion about it. Yeah. And as the Spirit leads, talking about praying, um, asking them if you want them, if they want you to pray with them right there on the phone. I've done that some, and people appreciated that. Now, some people might. I mean, if if you don't feel led to do that, then you don't have to. But it's just. That's something I think that really ministers to someone right on the spot. If you if you feel like you can do that, Bob and Carl, should that be a standard? Do you think should should we be saying to guys on this who listen to the CD, go ahead and say, can I pray for you right now? What do you think, or is that kind of a hard? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I may be too soft on it because I think some guys are uncomfortable with some right. of our elders are uncomfortable with right. that. And uh, some people may not be comfortable with you do it on the phone. I, I mean, I will. I, I've done what Herschel says a lot, and 
I've never had anybody say no. Right. And I, quite frankly, I think most times they appreciate it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it a have to for guys. The elders they have to do it. But mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing to do if you can. Yeah, as the spirit leads, that's what I would say. Yeah. And part of that maybe just a practice kind of thing. I remember years ago when when I first the very first time I did it, it was like. Uh, I'm feeling kind of awkward, and I thought, I thought, well, should I close my eyes? I'm, I'm praying, but no one knows I'm closing my eyes. And if I open well, my eyes, driving, maybe, I was driving. Right? <laughs> people will think I'm still talking if I'm praying. It's a little, it's a little awkward. But but you guys might want to try that a little bit, yeah. You can keep your eyes open. If you're driving, you can keep your eyes open. Though. <laughs> I think the critical, the critical component is what Herschel said. Mm-hmm. If if God leads you to do it, mm-hmm. then be prepared and do it. Okay, well, that, that brings me maybe back in the train up here a little bit. How should a guy prepare for the call? And maybe you've hinted at that a little bit to pray ahead of time that it's just not, oh, I got to get this call done. I got three minutes. I'm going to get it done, check the box kind of. My first call when I was testing uh, it was to a couple that um, I had known way, way back, and they were coming to perimeter and. Uh, they were sort of glad to hear me, but I could tell there was something going on. And I asked, how are you really feeling? How are you really doing? And the wife broke down. She's had two surgeries for cancer. She, her husband has an addictive problem and has been stealing in order to be able to do it. And she's terrified that he's going to get caught. And and that would be a felon and he'd lose his job and and everything. And all of a sudden, um, it became very, very uh, sobering. But the prayer that we were able to do with him and then follow up afterwards has just been an absolute glorious um, victory for God. Mm. That leads me to think about, you know, there's the kind of, the before we talked about a little bit, the, the during question, what is the after part? I mean, like, would you, in that situation, you said, hey, I just can't say, well, thank you very much. I'll be calling you next year about this time. Click, <laughs> goodbye. But maybe to give elders some tips and, and some thoughts on, okay, what, what, what should you do next? What's the norm? What are the avenues, vehicles you've got? What would you do in that situation? In that situation, I pulled out my perimeter resource um, and was able to connect them to people and resources, uh, Sherry stepped in and helped as well with especially uh, getting alongside of the woman and uh, giving her uh, reasons to hope. Um, we connected him to CR, Celebrate Recovery, and um, the, the whole family situation has changed. So knowing that, that which leads us, I guess, to the discussion of guys as you're listening to this, and we're on staff, so it's easier for us, but, but for us to maybe, we need to do a better job of educating you, giving you manuals, resources, letting you know where things are. Worst case scenario, you'll be talking to your lead elder about, hey, I made this call, and here's what happened. I don't know what to do. You may have to make a, a call back to that end or your area pastor and say, I have an issue with this family, or I think that maybe there is an issue, and, and, and then go from there. So. Yeah, and I think that one of the things I want to do is just kind of relieve anxiety about this. I mean, I think there's some people that are just more talkative on the phone than other people, and you know, you'll have shorter conversations with some people and longer ones with other people. It's just personalities, and it's okay. 
I mean, it's, and quite frankly, some people are not that open, you know, and that's, I'm not being critical of that. I'm just saying that's the way they are. And, you know, so, but I, I don't want our guys to get defeated about that because I think some people will be more open than others, but that's okay. That's a, that's a good point. And going one step further, Bob, um, there are certain people that you'll con con connect with so, so intently that you'll want to say to them, hey, let's meet up uh, right. on Sunday and go out for dinner together. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things we were talking about is if elders do not have families that they're caring for right now or don't have enough families that they're caring for, they might want to adopt one of these families that they yes. call. And so we'd want the guys who make the calls to be open to that possibility because if they do connect really well, like Carl's talking about, that might be one of the families they want to take on as one of their uh, shepherding families. That's great. And at a minimum, guys, what we want you to do is once you're done with the phone call is to write a brief paragraph, kind of a narrative of I've talked to this person, here are the issues, here are the whatever, and send it to your area pastor and lead, lead elder, and then we're going to key that into the CRM database so I have kind of a reference point for, for the next year. Uh, and again, my guess is quite a few of the calls you'll make, you'll just get a voicemail. They'll respond back to you. Some of them they may not. You may call them once, two, two times or so three times and not get an answer back and we'll just have to work through that as we uh, as we do so okay, we just got a minute or so left Bob any any closing thoughts from you guys uh, on this topic well I, I think it's uh, going back to what Carl said and that is you know for some of us we may feel more gifted than others on the whole issue but it really is it is a part of shepherding the flock and you know, there, there has to be, at some point, some kind of relational connection with people if you're going to shepherd people. So, you know, it's just huge. It's important. And uh, people, I mean, I, I would be shocked if people will go, man, I wish my church wouldn't shepherd me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? So I think they'll appreciate it greatly. And, and I don't think you should feel uh, like you're being a telephone solicitor or something like that or that you're making a cold call, so to speak, um, be positive about it. And, and as Carl said, we're doing something that I've never been a part of a church of any size that's done this before other than Perimeter. So we should feel like we're doing something that's valuable and it's that's helpful to the congregation. And there are people that are kind of on the fringe wondering whether they should stay at Perimeter or go somewhere else. And something like this might really get them involved in the church in a meaningful way. So I, I think it's something that's really valuable that we should feel good about doing and not be apologetic or, or uh, feel awkward or, or afraid of doing. That's good. And for me, shepherding is only people caring for people. Mm -hmm. And I keep reminding myself that that's what it is and that's what Jesus did. Amen. Well said. Well, once again, uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to One for the Road. We are hoping to get a podcast out to you once a month or so. This is our first for the 2011-2012 ministry year. Uh, so we're just we're just grateful. We're so grateful for who you guys are, what you do, how you do it, how the Lord ministers to you and through you. And as you know, we are available to help uh, whatever level we can. Again, easy questions go to me. And then Bob Carter gets the hard challenges, so you're welcome to email him when you can. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next time on One for the Road.